let's play a game. Anything, literally anything. Anything. Say anything with that movie. Or watch it again. <laughs> and, yeah. It's been a while. Uh, it's the one with uh, John Cusack and, yeah. gosh, uh, Ione Sky, right? It's the girl from Back to the Future, right? Is it? I think so. Huh. I thought it was Ione Sky. I don't know. Anyway. I think the Back to the Future chick was pretty, at least. I don't know if she's the main uh, love interest. Uh. God, I didn't even think of her name at the moment. You're the chick that played the mom, right? Uh, no, she played Marty McFly's... Girlfriend? Um, girlfriend. Yeah, I really don't know her name. Let me take a look. Now no, you got me curious. Ah, Ray Sky, you're right. Was it a shoe? Ray Sky... It must have been the girl, right? Yeah, the dark-haired chick. Yeah, she in Back to the Future, though? Oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, Dream for an Insomniac. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm thinking of. Sorry, I'm getting my references mixed up. I'm thinking of. uh, Never mind. I I was way off. I remember Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's also a great film. Yeah, I just currently watched both of those. um, And apparently they're bringing it back. Yeah, um, yeah, what's the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, Galaxy, Galaxy. There's like some, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It should be, it should be cool, but uh, yeah, yeah, I only sky. I I used to date a girl that looked almost exactly like her, so like, yeah, yeah, anyway. To the point where, like, she actually told people that she was in uh, Dream for an Insomniac and stuff, and they're like, oh, is that cute? <laughs> you know, and they believe it. No, not really, anyway. Um, yeah, I think we're ready to do this. So let me get on my British accent here. No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> Hello again, and welcome to another edition of Is It Worth It? This is the show. No. Hello again, and welcome to yet another edition of Is It Worth It? This is the show where we take down games from the shelf. Typically, these games are rare and or valuable. We talk about them, tell you whether or not we feel they're worth it from a collector's standpoint. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me, as always, co-host James Milholland. Hello, everybody! <laughs> right. So today we're talking about probably my favorite of the series. I think it's James' favorite as well. Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, whichever one. For me, it's always going to be 2. Now, James, we were talking about this a little bit pre-show. This was the game that introduced me to the Final Fantasy series, and I believe it did you as well. You, your neighbor had this game? Yeah, not just the Final Fantasy series, but RPGs in general. Like, I never even considered this a type of gameplay. So, yeah, my neighbor had it. Uh, he had the Super Nintendo. I had the Sega Genesis. So, we spent a lot of time in each other's houses um, playing games. And this was definitely one we spent months at his house going through. It, I loved it. Um, this would also inspire me to later go out and get like, Final Fantasy Legend 2 for Game Boy and then backtrack to Final Fantasy, the original one for the uh, NES. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I didn't play that one until like years and years later. I'd already had, you know, 3 and 7 and etc. under my belt by the time I actually played one. I think I saw a kid when I was, I don't know, in like first or second grade actually playing 
the original Final Fantasy, but I, I just remember thinking, boy, that looks kind of silly. They're, when they go to attack, they're not even hitting the other guy, you know, because it just looked like, like they're swinging in air and stuff. And I didn't mm-hmm. understand at the time. But yeah, when by the time I saw this game, I'd, uh, I'd already had Dragon Warrior under my belt. That was like my introductory to the RPG realm game. But my cousin had this one. And it was, it was basically also my introduction, for the most part, to the Super Nintendo. I'd played a few games, you know, like uh, Street Fighter and I think Mortal Kombat and Final Fight and some other things like that. But I hadn't really, uh, I don't even know if I owned it, I can't recall. But I remember being at my cousin's house during Christmas and, and he had it. And just I was marveling at the, like, the airship and the fact that like when you're walking on a, a mountainside or something the uh, background scenery moves with you like that like blew my mind that was beautiful yeah Uh, you would be walking on say like mount ordeals or something and the background scenery would actually hide itself behind a mountain or something unlike you know and that's i i I don't even know what they call it uh, mode 7 or rotoscoping or something but uh it looks fantastic and uh, that was you know now it's old hat then that was Mm -hmm. that was tremendous yeah this is your standard uh like turn-based RPG. If you've played virtually any other Final Fantasy up to what about ten, I believe. I don't know if fifteen comes back to this or not. No, uh, it does not. No, oh, well, that's. But uh, this is my favorite style of gameplay as far as RPGs is concerned. This is where, you know, you take a turn, you choose something from the menu while you're doing this. Uh, you're a, a, enemies typically. I, I think you can set it to active, but I, I like the wait rather. Um, they won't do anything. So you can like kind of plan your strategy out. You're like, okay, these guys are ice. Maybe I'll throw a little fire their way or, or whatever. Although I think very famously on, on the very least the Super Nintendo version, fire enemies are weak to fire in the Final Fantasy 2, which is always funny to me. But um, I think they did fix that in subsequent versions, but I think the Super Nintendo, uh, amongst the many bugs, that was one of them. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can do stuff like that. And you have different commands. Another thing that I loved about this game, unlike a lot of the games that came after it for the Final Fantasy series, was your characters had a set role and a set move set, you know, things that they could do. Unlike, and, and don't get me wrong, guys, I know you're all like, boo, in, on Blaine J right now. But, you know, like Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, which is also just an incredible fucking game. But it never it never made sense to me that, like, you, you'd have this elderly man, Strago, who you could outfit, you know, using the right combination of items, using, you know, the Illumina or the Ragnarok or something, and, like, heavy armor, or the fact that you could turn, like, someone like Sabin into a, a magician casting, you know, all the best spells in the game. Granted, there's a lot more, you know, fun in that and that you can you know do whatever the hell you want but it makes a lot more sense to that nerd part of me that's like okay there's no way that this guy could even lift the shield let alone you know wear a suit of armor and 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 swing a double-handed sword and so on and so forth so uh, all the characters in this game are very role specific and we start the game with a very role specific uh character we're introduced to the main character of the game cecil and i believe the opening scene shows uh, him aboard an airship, and it opens to some of my absolute favorite music ever in a game. And you see these ships flying, and what happens, James? Um, yeah, it is Dark Knight Cecil, and they're flying through the sky, and they've been ordered by the king to go around to different kingdoms and steal their crystals. Exactly. Which, at this point, 
you're, you're having conversations on the ship like, is this right? Should we be doing this? And it's like, oh, we're just following orders. And you go around and successfully steal all the crystals um, from all the kingdoms and return to the king. Yeah, you, you actually you go to the town of Mesidia, I believe, and uh, steal their wind crystal, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and you kill a couple of wizards in the process. And yeah, on your on your way back, uh, you're really questioning, you know, what it is you've done. You're this dark yeah. or whatever, and you you question the king. You say, you know, uh, I don't think what we're doing could possibly be uh, right. I, I, I think maybe we yeah. should question this. And uh, the king says, well, I've got a, uh, a special mission for you that you'll have to do to kind of get back in my good graces. And uh, he sends you to the mist cave, or through the mist cave, rather, um, mm-hmm. to deliver a packet, right? To, to the town. Yeah, absolutely, that's it. The town of, it's eluding me. Um, anyway, the, the summoner's town. And I forget it seemed. But uh, your buddy Kane, he pipes up and he's a dragoon. And if you're unfamiliar with Dark Knight or Dragoons, Dark Knights in the Final Fantasy series typically are able to attack at a very high rate. So in some games like Final Fantasy XI, they have what's called dark magic. Uh, in this series, in the original Super Nintendo version, Cecil has no magic. But in subsequent versions, he has an ability called dark, which can attack all enemies on screen at the sacrifice of his own life. Kane being a dragoon, he has the ability to jump, where he'll jump off screen for a predetermined amount of turns. And when he comes back down, he'll hit the enemy for massive damage. And this is used to solve certain uh, boss puzzles and such, too. There are certain bosses you can't hurt until Kane actually manages to jump on them. Uh, anyway, you, you two set off to the Mist Cave, and you go through it. And when you get to the end, you meet a Mist Dragon. It's the first boss of the game. And it's really uh, not too hard. Uh, you just kind of beat face, and it'll occasionally turn to mist. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, you use Kane's ability of jump to be able to jump on it, I believe, mm-hmm. when it's misty. And then it'll come out of that form, and then you can wail on it some more. After which, you go to the town, and the first thing that friggin' happens is the package you've been carrying blows the F up. And you yes. destroy an entire village of people. Good for you, yes. Yeah. I believe it was supposed to destroy you in the process, right? It was right. the king was sending you more like a suicide mission exactly. trying to get rid of you. Yeah, because you, you questioned, you know, what you were doing. The king's not too keen on that. He's wanting people that just, you know, blindly follow orders. And uh, you were, you know, starting to become quote-unquote good. And he didn't like that at all. So, yeah, he was definitely sending you to your death. Um, when you wake up, you were, uh, you were in the middle of a desert. And you're with a child from the village of Mist. Her name is Rydia. And Rydia is absolutely, or Rydia, or I don't know how you might pronounce it, but she's absolutely one of my favorite characters in, in all of Final Fantasy, and particularly this game. She's a summoner from the summoner's village, but she's also a black and a white mage, at least initially. Um, she's got green hair, and, you know, you just killed her mom. It turns out the Mist Dragon was... Her mom, when a summoner in this game summons something, they take on the form of that beast. And by killing the Mist Dragon, you actually slaughtered her mother, which not too great. But she, out of necessity, decides to trust you a bit. And you're wandering about this desert and you go to, what is it, the village of Kaipo? I can't remember. Yeah, just, uh, most of our listeners probably know, but also Kane has disappeared once the, yeah. uh, 
Uh, he's been destroyed. That'll come into play later. Kane's gone. Yeah, you you initially just kind of think, well, he's dead. But this is a Final Fantasy game, so if they don't explicitly tell you someone is dead, they're probably not in this game. Yeah, we'll get into that. But man, this game does that quite a bit. <laughs> you, you go into this town. You talk around. Kaipo. Yeah, yeah Kaipo. Okay. And um, and you find out that your longtime girlfriend, basically, uh, Rosa, is very, very sick. And Rosa is a white mage of the highest degree. She's basically, throughout the game, off and on, she's going to be just your, your main healer. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. And the only way to cure her is via a sand ruby that you have to get an antlion's den, right? Yes. And I believe, is it the antlion's den that we meet up with Tella? This is where Tella comes around. Is yes. it? Okay, I thought it was, but it's been the great a wizard Tella. And and yeah, mm-hmm. you you go in you go into the antlion's cave and you meet up with Tella and Tella's like, um, hey, uh, I you know I'm going to do something I think and uh, for his or he's on the way to. God, is this where we meet Tella? God. You meet him, and he, he first hear about his daughter. I was tricked by a bard, Anna. Um, yes. And then I believe you leave here without Tara, and you're, you're still with just you and Rydia, however. You know, yeah, I, th- I think that's right. Gosh, I can't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, listeners, but yeah, I think you meet Tella here, and Tella's this sage from back in the day. He's like this great and mighty wizard, but he's, uh, he's aged quite a bit, and as such, he's unable to cast a lot of the spells that he used to know. So his spell set, uh, even though he's supposed to be this high and mighty sage, isn't too great, and he's unable to uh, to cast some of the higher spells. Um, he is both a white and black mage as well, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, he's complaining that his daughter has been stolen away by Spoonie Bard, by the name Spoonie of Spoonie Bard. Yeah, who we later learn out <laughs> later learn isn't quite as spoony as you might think. Um, yeah, and you get the uh, you get the Sand Ruby after having defeated. The antlion, but the antlion is um, uh, just trying to protect its kids or something, right? It's one of many instances in which yes. you just kill a mother. Ah, in yes. fact, this is the second one right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> they should rename him Cecil Mother Killer. Um, and you bring it back to Rosa, and she uh, she comes too and uh, joins you, right? Yes, yes, yes. All right. For now. For now. And then, gosh, okay, I'm lost. Help me. Help me. Where do we go from here? I've totally forgot. Uh, you, you head back to a, a castle. I'm trying to think of the name of the castle. Is here, it Fabul? Fabul Castle? Fabul. Yeah. So when it's attacked by the, uh, the Red Baron uh, air fleet that uh, Cecil was part of at one point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, gets destroyed. And at some point, I have my notes here, you fight the Octo Mammoth. Um, I don't remember how you come across the Octo Mammoth. You know, I think that's actually before... Before the city? That's before the city, you're right, you're right. Before the Antlion's Den. Uh, yeah, yeah, in fact, the Octo Mammoth, I think that's where you uh, you meet up with Tella, if I remember. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the little mini, like, cave that leads to where you're trying to go to uh, Dem- Demican Castle? Yes. Yeah, yeah. My bad. There it Listeners. is. We're going to get this story kind of messed up. Sorry, listeners, it's been a minute. Uh, but anyway, you do, you go to Fabul, you meet up with Edward at some point? Uh, yeah, you're going to, Anna, Anna's dead. 
and well, um, she gets shot in front of you, isn't that right? Like the yeah. the airships are shooting all their arrows and what have you, uh, cannons, and uh, they're about to shoot at Edward, and she runs in front of him mm-hmm. and uh, protects him from the arrows, the barrage of arrows that uh, I believe this is the first time we see Golbez or something, isn't it? He's on one of the ships. Think this? I feel like. Yeah, and like Tara's screaming about how he's going to go try taking Golbez down himself, and then Rydia convinces Tara to join with you at this point. Um, and then this is where Edward also basically having nothing left also joins up. Right. Oh, wait, is Tara already with you? Probably not. Okay. It's so Definitely hard. Edward joins you. Yeah, it's so hard to remember, guys, because you have in this game, honestly, people are like jumping in and out of your party constantly. I think. Kane leaves three separate times. Rydia's twice or three times. There's really no one in the game that just stays with you once you get them. The, except except Edge, I think, at the very end of the fucking game. I don't think Edge ever yeah. leaves. But everyone else no. in, like comes and goes, and it's hard to kind of keep track of. But anyway, yeah, I think Edward may join you at this point as well. And then you go to Fabul Castle, and on the way there, you meet up with uh, Yang, isn't it? I think you get Yang just yet. I believe you get Yang when we get Pam Quorum on Mount uh, Mount Hobbs. Is that Mount Odeon? Mount Hobbs. Yeah, I'm getting my mountains confused. But you get that little hovercraft. You're able to fly that hovercraft across the rocks. Right. Um, then you make your way down, um, and you're going to fight the. Uh, you know what? We did get something out of order. The ant lion comes later. I have the ant lion down here in my notes. Well, I'm looking um, for my guide, and I've got the ant lion. Ahead of Mount Hobbs, so part of the confusion may be that they've got some of this out of order in the in one of our notes, anyway. But yeah, we can just jump around. It's not that big a deal. The story, while very very good, is kind of a simplistic story of uh, someone finding good in their heart when you know evil was there, and then there's a couple of like oh my gosh moments, but not really. And we we'll just kind of touch on things, James. I don't think we have to be like I think. Probably, in fact, 100% of people listening have played this game, so um, but we can just go yeah. ahead and kind of have our, you know, typical jump around style that we do. We don't have to follow it 100%. But yeah, at some point you do travel to Fabul Castle because you're trying to get to each one of these castles to save the crystal before it gets stolen by uh, your former king. And uh, Fabul's got, I think, the... Gosh, I can't remember which crystal, but they've got one of the crystals. And on the way there, you meet up with a guy named Yang. And uh, yeah, I think you do actually. No, Paul McCormick. You do get Yang. Yeah, you get Yang. Yeah, no, you do. That's right. You get Tara leaves, and then you leave, and you have you go cure Rosa, and you have Cecil, Rosa, Rydia, and Edward, mm-hmm. and that's when you head to um, uh, Mount Fabul, and you go up there. There's the uh, like ice protecting the uh, the, right. like the pathway, and Rydia casts fire and lets you get past it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's amazed, and you go up there, and that's where you meet Yang. And Yang's pretty badass. He's a he's a monk, uh, and uh, the king of Fabul. And he has a. I think initially he just has the ability to kick, which uh, hits all enemies on screen, and then he can punch. But his attack power is uh, really high, and he's not required to wear any. Like he can just hand things like most monks in the mm-hmm. Final Fantasy series, but you can also equip him with various claws. But these claws, claws yeah, they don't really add attack power. They add more, more often than not, it's just uh, elements to things, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And then, like later on, you can find like 
claws that'll uh, occasionally cast poison or sleep or confuse or you know what what have you. And sometimes they increase attack power by a couple points, but nothing to uh, nothing to write home about. And I think later versions, in the original Super Nintendo version, refresh my memory because I haven't replayed that one in like ten years. Do you recall if he had the move Chakra where he could heal himself? He did not. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but he gains that in subsequent versions, and that's a that's a big help too. Because Chakra, like many other Final Fantasies, when you play a monk, you can use it to get rid of status effects and also heal quite a bit. And as such, monks can effectively work as a tank. Um, without it, they're still pretty tanky, but you know they don't have a, their own heal, so they're reliant on whatever you know mages and such that you might have. Um, but yeah, Yang is great. He's absolutely one of my favorite characters. Uh, you go up the mountain, you fight the mom bomb, then you go to Fabul. Let's see. And uh, when you get there, let's see, there's. I don't know. Looks like there's a bunch of fights, and I don't remember any of it. This is this is where you have, like, Fabul castles being attacked. Yeah. And uh, basically take the guys, uh, Cecil, oh. Edward, and. Yang, and you're going out and you're trying to protect this castle from being attacked by Rosa Lydia. I don't remember why they're not there. Uh, They're they're doing some medical assistance or to do something like that. And then it's really cool to adapt that. Yeah, it's very much the, uh, uh, what is it? The two, is it the two towers where they're held up in uh, the keep and like one wall gets breached, you fall back to another one and then that gets breached Mm -hmm. and so on. It's very much that. And uh, yeah, you're getting overrun uh, by imps and then uh, gargoyle and then uh, enters Golbez and you end up fighting Kane. Yes. Kane comes in and takes the crystal from this, uh, this castle. Mm -hmm. One more crystal to the dark side. Yeah, and you're kind of left a little dumbstruck at, you know, okay, one, Kane is alive, and two, um, what the hell's right going on? You know, Kane, Kane was my buddy, and all of a sudden he's, uh, he's pitching for the wrong team. So, yeah, uh, a little a little strange, and then uh, I believe Gobez busts you up, and when you come to, uh, not everyone is there again, once again, right? Uh, Rose is gone. Yeah, Rose is gone, and is that is that it? Is uh, everyone everyone else is there? Yang, uh, Cecil, Lydia, and Edward are all there. Rose is gone, huh. and you get uh, you get a boat. You're gonna take a boat over. Um, I don't know where you're heading initially, but I know something happens to the boat when you go off. Uh, that's where one of our summons. Right, right. Yeah, you get attacked by Leviathan, and uh, Rydia gets pulled under by Leviathan. Everyone. Well, she gets pulled under, and everyone else is gone. Cecil then wakes up in a desert and heads to um, Cydia, which is a land of wizards. Yeah, it's the land that in the beginning of the game, you attacked and stole their crystal and killed a bunch of their wizards. So they're probably not too happy with you. Uh, When you get there, everyone's kind of... Yeah. They give you two children, you know. Still <laughs> something in the game, and they give you uh, twins, one boy, one girl. Play them and play them, and that's your party uh, in the yeah. future. Well, that's what's funny, yeah, because here, here you've you recently, within recent memory, you've slaughtered many of these guys' friends. You know, it's a relatively small village. You've killed a bunch of them, stole their crystal, which was you know the power, their way of life, 
And yeah, they choose to help you despite all that. Um, the King Wizard, I don't even, I don't know that he's even given a name. Black, Black Wizard, I think is all he's referred to. Yeah. Gives you two kids, yeah, Palam and Purim, who are twins. One is a, and don't ask me which is which, because I really don't know. One is a white mage, and one is a black mage. And they also have a special skill that they can join together and use a magic called Twin, which I believe only casts two spells. One is called Comet. And then later on, if you level them up enough, I think it will also occasionally cast Stardust or something to that effect. I, it's been a while, but um, interestingly, on these guys, when I was a kid, James, I uh, I really loved the uh, the whole Mount Ordeals thing. And the the thing about Mount Ordeals guys is, you know, you've got this guy, he's a Dark Knight, and then you know the the Black Wizard sees that you're trying to not be evil, right? And he tells you you need to go to Mount Ordeals to find uh, the truth or whatever. And so, yeah, he gives you these mm-hmm. two kids to go there. And I loved the idea of Palam and Porum so much, these two little kid wizards, that I spent just unbelievable amounts of time as a kid leveling them here at Mount Ordeals just to see what spells they would unlock. And if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, uh, whichever one is the Black Mage gains Metio at level 50. <laughs> Uh, wow! Yeah, yeah. Which listeners spend a lot of time there. Imagine this is a fairly early, you know, this is maybe a quarter way through the game at best. And yeah, I just walked around killing ghosts and phantoms and stuff. You know, I I had a lot of free time on my hands that summer, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. it made it funny because later on, when you re meet back up with Tella and you still have Paul and the Parum, uh, one of the lines is, "This old man knows Metio," which is short for or meteor. But um, it was funny because it was like, well, you know it. You know, I've been using it this whole time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you, you climb the mountain. I think you uh, you fight Mylon Z, who is, isn't he? Uh, da, da, da. This is where you meet Telly when, when you have a party of four and you're very heavy in the magic using. Uh, right, right. Tell is like halfway up the mountain because he's trying to gain back his uh, memories that he's lost so that he'll be able to cast um, a spell. You know. Mateo. Mateo again. Uh, or Mateo. Yeah, Medio is what I always called it as a kid. It didn't dawn on me until mm-hmm. I was well into my teens later, or maybe even early 20s, that it was uh, short for Meteor. I was just like, oh. I, I hadn't told that. I was. I didn't never really guess. <laughs> I thought it was just the name. I used to actually imagine that those comets coming down were like hunks of meat. <laughs> like this meat, meat storm, meteo, which is really mm-hmm. silly looking back, you know, but the, the things you imagine as a kid. But yeah, you fight my, like, you find Tella, and then you fight uh, Mylon Z uh, across this bridge, and he's like a earth wizard or something. He's, he's actually really easy to feed. And then mm-hmm. you go into the cave itself, and this is one of the coolest moments in the game, because... You see you. It's a dark night. And you just fight yourself, right? And also, yeah. like, you become what you will be the rest of the game. You become a paladin. Your character sprite becomes a paladin as Cecil. And as a paladin, you know, you've got these white flowing robes. And, and you're no longer wearing a helmet. And you've got more like a little uh, cornet or whatever on your head. And you, got, you can cast white magic now. Oh, yeah. White magic. A little bit at the beginning, I think you have what, like Cure One and and Peak, and I, I forget. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you get in this boss fight, and what was really cool about it, it actually, I remember the first time I, I fought this boss, I was like, this guy will not go down. 
you know, I'm sitting there just like whacking away at him. And fi I think they give you a prompt or something at some point where like, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's your dad or someone, right? I think it is your dad. Well, you're the sprite is yourself. You look, it looks exactly like mm -hmm. you. Like you're fighting the dark side. So you're mm -hmm. fighting the guy that's just like you, the dark Cecil. Yeah, but I think I think you get a prompt from a voice that's like labeled as your father or something. I think it is your father mm -hmm. that it will tell you like uh, uh, you to cannot. Block. Yeah, you basically to block. You can't. It's something like you can't fight the evil in your heart uh, through anger. You must let it go or something like that. So the the key to this fight is instead of actually attacking which is what i was doing 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 is you just block for like two or three turns and then it goes you know hey you you did it you expelled the evil from your heart tella learns all of his spells this is where you get the line i was just talking about where they said this old man knows metio and i'm like yeah, you just cast it on mylon z guys uh beat him in one hit yeah. uh and then you you go on you return to baron after this <clears throat> excuse me and things have kind of gone to shit in baron uh, you basically have to like fight every inch of the way throughout this castle. Um, this is where you meet up with Sid, I think. Is yeah, we meet Yell again uh, at this point. Yeah, because he, he you you have to fight him. Yeah, you fight. Yeah, he's, he's like I don't know if he's been brainwashed or he just has an amnesia or something like that. And then once you beat him up, though, then he he remembers. And yeah. then, and then you get Yang. He joins you, and then yeah, you go throughout the castle. Um, and then you have to fight the king who isn't the king, right? Yeah, correct, correct. He's an imposter king. And then right after you beat him, you have to fight one of the, another one of those elemental uh, enemies. Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. Cognazio? Cognazio. Hey, you got it. Good yeah. job. And he's uh, the water elemental, and he's like a giant turtle-looking dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to throw a lot of lightning at him. This is where having the... Uh, the three wizards and then Yang with his lightning claws really comes in handy. For sure, for sure. I don't remember this as being like a tough battle. He has some ability where like he can set armor around him with like a water, like a water shield or something. And yeah, you just, uh, I think you bolt it to break it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you meet Sid. Then Sid comes in and uh, I believe he joins your party, but... Then you have six people in your party. You can only have a maximum of five, so yeah. you know something's going to happen. Yeah, Pollum and Porum uh, end up leaving the party because yeah. as you as you're exiting, they uh, and this is such a strange scene to me, but they the walls are closing in like Indiana Jones style, you know, um, the, not the ceiling, but the walls are actually in closer and closer, and you can't get out. Oh, the doors are locked. Everyone's freaking out, and these two kids. Ah, they sacrifice themselves by turning themselves into stone to hold the walls shut. Which, yeah. that just seems like silly as fuck to me. But, okay, I guess. Um, rather than, you know, once again, rather than, like, I don't know. <laughs> just people keep sacrificing themselves, seemingly, for Cecil throughout this game. And it seems really kind of almost misguided at this point. These kids, like, they don't, they know Cecil, but not that well they've only gone on like a very short adventure with him and it doesn't seem like they would be anyway whatever let, just let, let's leave it at that they turn themselves to stone for some reason Tella is unable to uh, cure them of their stone status it's because like they wanted to be the stone so you can't cure someone that wants to be the stone I think they explained it in like a, a one line thing I I except that they explain it again later that anyway well 
they, yeah, it works later on, yeah. yeah they come back. It's so weird. The, the, the thing about this game, guys, is as you're playing through it, especially first time, if, if you've never played this game, it, sorry to spoil all this for you. I was trying to stay away from it. So if you haven't played this game, just stop the podcast and go play it because it's a fucking wonderful game. What are you doing with your life? Okay, for those of you that are still here or just don't care about spoilers, um, a bunch of people in this game, like, die, quote-unquote, and you think, oh, shit, you know, these people keep dying and sacrificing themselves for Cecil, and it, it's, first time through, it's pretty uh, dramatic. You go, oh, these two kids just sacrificed themselves. Now, nah, later on, the, the uh, Black Wizard from Mysidia somehow is able to turn them back into flesh, and they're all good. Um, several, several other characters as we go through, and we'll get into it, James. Sacrifice yeah. themselves, but only one actually dies, <laughs> and and it's kind of like that scene from uh, from Kung Pao. Uh, have you seen that film, James? Yeah. Oh God, go watch Kung Pao. That movie's wonderful. It's awesome. Kung Pao. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, what they did in that film, and everyone listening, watch that movie too. Um, they took an old '70s movie, uh, like a martial arts movie, and then they superimposed this up this guy from like the 2000s into ver- various scenes and and like changed it all up, and then overdubbed it to make a brand new movie. And it's hilarious. And there's a scene at the end of the movie. Oh, it's it's a great film. It's stupid as fuck, but it's hilarious. There's a scene at the end of the film where. Uh, they show like the master dying in uh, the main character's arms and he goes oh no master and he coughs and sputters up blood and then, and then he runs to another guy and uh, that's also dying he's like oh you know are you okay and then his dog and, uh, and they all die on him and then he hears a cough and he runs back to the master and the master's okay and he's like all i did was do this <coughs> And he's like, oh, but you're fine. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then he's like, well, that means and he runs to the dog and it's still alive. And then he runs to the other dude and he's still alive. And then he runs to the last guy who's all throughout the film has been this comic relief character. And he's like, that means young Poe is still alive too. And he runs over and, oh, and you just hear flies buzzing and shit. It's very much like that because everyone in this, <laughs> in this game is still alive magically. And you're, you're kind of expecting that of everyone. But one very unlucky bastard actually does uh, die in this game. Uh, anyway, we'll get back to the story. Uh, you know what? From here, I think you get the... Isn't this where we're... Like, Sid joins us, and he steals the airship from Baron, right? Your first actual airship? Yes. Right? Gosh. Yes, you have the airship, and, airship, excuse me, and your party is now shifted from being magic-heavy to uh, fighter-heavy, because you have Cecil uh, Yang and Sid, and you have Tell as your magic user. Right, right. And, and Sid is kind of a badass, in my opinion. He's... Like, like you say, he's a damage dealer. I think in the first game, all he can really do is like swing away, and he has an ability called Peak, which can uh, check the enemy's stats, right, and tell you like how much energy yeah. they have left, what what they're weak against, etc. And it's not that useful because this is a spell that you can cast via Tella and Cecil. Yes. But that's what they gave him initially. Uh, later on, I think he does gain another ability, but I can't remember what it is, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think in the, in the Super Nintendo he does. Maybe in the PlayStation or the PSP version he may, but I don't I don't recall what it is offhand. Yeah. I have the least amount of those ones. That's what I'm thinking, too. I know that in the Game Boy uh, Advance version, he is, like, everyone that you think dies at the end of the game will rejoin you in that version. Uh, they don't do that in the Super Nintendo version. No. Um, and 
there's additional dungeons in that version as well where you can get items for all the characters for in-game that because you know they, they didn't in the original version include late game equipment for all the characters that don't rejoin you uh because mm-hmm. they don't rejoin you there's no point but yeah makes sense in in the game boy advance version and i think uh, uh one other version as well the, the psp version i yeah they also they, yeah. they come back so you're able to get uh additional items and he gets a a uh, hammer that can cast tidal wave and he effectively in that version at late game anyway becomes a a single spell caster where he casts this aoe water spell that's really great um but yeah he's outside of just swinging away and occasionally maybe using an item he's pretty useless he is really really tanky and he's got that full just like really cool kick-ass beard so he's got that going yeah and with the airship, you're able to go to a multitude of different places. Now, which airship is this? Is this the red airship or the yellow one? The yellow airship. Yeah. The original airship. Okay. Yeah. And and he outfits it at one point. Like, there's all kinds of different places you can go. This right. And like, you can you can return to the village of mist, and there you can pick up some various items there. You can go to the uh, mithril village and be able to buy. Uh, a mithril dragger and a mithril outfit which are like the best armors that you can get at this point um geez where else can you go well what you're supposed to do is go uh you meet up with edward you find out he's um like sick and dead hmm. and he tells you about a crystal in a nearby cave uh, guarded by a dark elf yeah and you have to go back to that cave but the, the caveat with this cave is you cannot you can't have any metal equipped and maneuvering through this cave. Yeah, and this is a, um, a throwback to Final Fantasy 1. They they also did that in the original Final Fantasy. I later, much later. Hmm. Yeah, right? There's a dark elf in the original Final Fantasy as well. Is there not? Am I just imagining? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure there is. I, I, don't, I don't have that one ingrained in my brain like I do this one. Sure, sure. Six, but... Um, I, I, when I played this game, I think there was like a strategy you were supposed to go, like, go somewhere to find like special weapons or special armor, but I didn't. I just disquipped just everyone and ran from everything. Um, <laughs> and then, so finally, when you get to the Dark Elf, uh, he kills you. Uh, but mystically, uh, Edward, I don't know, he like heals you in danger and he plays his harp and somehow that lifts the curse on the cave. Well, and the, he uses a uh, twin harp. You don't remember the twin harp? Oh, the twin harp, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The magical item that works as a walkie-talkie for harps. That's uh, right. <laughs> where you hold the one, and whatever gets played on one gets played on the other magically across mm-hmm. any distance. So, yeah, effectively, you've got a walkie-talkie or a cell phone or whatever. And, yeah, Edward knows a song that can uh, lift the... Uh, the curse of the cave where you can't use, you know, metal items, which is pretty detrimental because, as you said, your group is largely um, composed of damage deal. And, yeah, uh, he lifts the curse, and you're able to re-outfit all your dudes with uh, good equipment, which, why he couldn't do that at the beginning, you know, I guess he's sick. But he, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, very, I guess it's meant to be heartbreaking, where Edward's, like, very slowly running towards the harp and then he falls down yeah it just came across as like comic relief to me i could never yeah, take edward seriously like edward yeah. is just like really like i would have been much happier with whatever class anna was like why couldn't edward got hit with the but then we would have been able to <laughs> yeah 
then we wouldn't be able to beat the Dark Elf, I guess. But, uh, you know, I want to say I could probably beat him with a series of bow and arrows, but whatever. Yeah, he does that, and then you you beat the Dark Elf and get his MacGuffin. I don't even remember. Is it a, is it a crystal that heals? Yeah, it's a and you gotta like you trade that crystal for Rosa later on or something like that. Oh right, yeah. Because you find out like after all the initial crystals are stolen, you find out there's a whole nother set of dark crystals, and I believe this is one of them, right? Yeah, they're under they're all underground. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, sorry guys. Once again, uh, is this where we go to the Tower of Zot? Uh, the Rodeo Tower, I know that. I was going to say Tower of Babel, but that might be... That's, uh, that's much yeah. later, I think. That's much later. Okay, and then, yeah, there's a tower you go to, we find those three sisters. Yeah, the Mega um, Sisters, which later on in Final Fantasy X and also Final Fantasy Online, I think. Oh, God, it's been too long. For ten for sure. Ten for, ten for sure. And then maybe another one as well, but they become a summons later on. But in this game, uh, they're the boss. You, you climb the tower, nothing... Uh, to whatever there, you know, and fight uh, the Mega Sisters, and they're kind of cool in that they're they're kind of like a puzzle boss, right, James? Um, you've got yeah, you have to defeat them. If you defeat them in a certain order, it's much easier. Um, right. This game also just a you already kind of mentioned it. Like if you grind, yeah. if you spend time grinding, like you can just walk through this game like no one's business, and you do have to grind in certain areas because there are certain spots that like you, you're just too weak to get through. For sure. Um, but yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely a way to beat these sisters in a certain order that makes them super easy. Yeah, once, once again, I didn't have any trouble that my first, or not first, but whatever the playthrough was where I like spent all that time on Man Ordeals because I had like a really OP Cecil that was just like one-shotting them no matter what or close enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're at a, a level where they want you to be, these guys can be pretty tough. You have to like, one revives, I believe, one cures, and then one is like a damage dealer or cast wall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you have to like beat them exactly. in a certain order in order for them to uh, actually kill them. Like I think you kill the reviver first, or no, you you the God, it's been too long. The cure first, and then the, the damage dealer, and then the reviver last, if I remember. Yeah, and that's that's the way I used to do it. Um, there probably might be a better way. Yeah, I don't know. I know I used to know the way, and I I think it's like the the middle one, the shortest one, and then the tall one, if I remember right. But after mm-hmm. beating them. Uh, you fight uh, another one of these elemental bosses, I think, uh, Val Valis, who is the wind elemental, right? Well, first, um, Golbez shows up. Oh, does he? And this is where uh, Mateo, or not Mateo, telecasts Mateo and gets uh, uh, yeah. all the life sucked out of him. <sighs> and then as you climb down, the, uh, oh no, he's okay, he gets rid of, he gets rid of Golbez. And yeah, then as you climb down, you didn't find, you didn't find Rosa. Um, Tell is not with you, and then you fight that wind elemental, and this is where... And you get Kane. You get Kane. Everything comes together. Yeah, no, Tell definitely... He, that's where he dies here, isn't it? Yeah, that is where he dies. Yeah, yeah, this is this is where he dies. Yeah, he casts... This is the one character that we mentioned earlier that's just, you're like, Hey, dude, are, are you okay? No, he is not okay. Uh, he's a very advanced age individual, and casting... Uh, like he, he he first he goes through all these spells like ice three, fire three, lightning three, and it's dealing heavy damage to Golbez. And meanwhile, like he's casting, uh, Golbez is casting like all these dirty ass spells like bio and all this stuff 
on uh, Tella, but he's taking zero damage. The rest of your group is all like pinned down by uh, like a force unbeknownst to you. And of course, Kane is with Golbat. And then when uh, when Tella casts Mateo, he like like he's reluctant to do it because he knows what's going to happen, and everyone's like, "Don't do it," you know. And yeah. uh, he casts it. Golbez quote unquote dies. He has the boss animation where he, he falls apart, you know. And then uh, he says like that old man knew Mateo or whatever. And, and in so doing, it's released the hold on Kane. But um, Matella uh, uh, unfortunately is not coming back. He is no longer with us. He joined Anna on the whatever plane that they are on. And then yeah, Kane rejoins you. This is the second. This is the first time Kane. And yeah, now yeah. you fight the. the Val Valis, right, on the way out, and she is the, uh, there's four elements in this game, we fought Milton, the Earth one, we've uh, also fought Carvarzio, or whatever his name is, the water, this is the wind, and she's unique in that, uh, it's a good thing Kane joined you, because she can summon a tornado to be around her, and while she's in the tornado mm -hmm. effect, Literally nothing will hurt her. You can deal no damage. It doesn't matter how OP you are. You've got to jump on the bitch. Um, mm -hmm. Sure, you know. So that's how you beat her. And then uh, you need to be able to go to the underworld to collect the dark crystals, the remaining dark crystals, right? And the only way to do that is to uh, open up this volcano. Isn't that how you do it? Yeah, I guess you call it a volcano. You go to that uh, this island in the middle of the ocean, and you land this this town. You drop oh, you, you drop TNT or magma or something like that into the uh, well. I think it blows up. Initially, it was just called the magma key, and then I think later on, yeah. it was like yeah, it was dynamite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you drop into the well, and there's, there's a big explosion, and then you have a big hole, and then the mountains and you can just go down to like the this lower like world the where you have this whole area to explore around yeah, the airship and i think sid has the to like ship. what you go down you're immediately attacked by uh, you're, you're rather you're in the middle of a battle between the dwarves and like uh red wings the red wings and they're shooting their tanks at the red wing yeah and you're in the middle of things I want to know how those Red Wings got down there. Did you, like, open the hole that, you know, when you went down, did the Red Wings follow you in? Like, did you cause them to, like, you know, be able to gain access to those uh, underground crystals? This is all our fault. That is a good question. Is it, is it initially the Red Wings, or are they attacking the Tower of Babel from its base? I can't recall. Uh, I think it is the Red Wings, though. I think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. But you end up going down, um... And due to uh, the ship not being outfitted for that much heat, because everything in underground here is like lava, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sid has to fix it or whatever, and you go to the town of dwarves, and gosh, I know you go through the dwarven castle and get a few things. When you go behind the king where he has all the uh, crystals, and you fight those dolls. Oh, the fucking dolls. Yeah. There's like uh, six dolls, you take them out, and they all merge into one big, huge, strange, like, doll. Right, it's like the dolls are three cows and three brinas, and then when they combine, they become Calbrina. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it plays like some of the most annoying music in the game. And the dolls are actually... 
like the possessed versions of the dwarven princess's little porcelain dolls. Very creepy, man. And uh, yeah, you beat them, and then you fight um, Gobez and Sh- and uh, Shadow, his like pet snake or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and and you die, and it's, you do. you're not you're not supposed to win this battle. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, who shall appear? But Lydia. And she's also aged about, what, was it like 10 years or something like that? Yeah, she went from being a very, like, bratty tween uh, sprite to, like, a very hot, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, very gothic, which is kind of my Achilles heel when it comes to women. Uh, still green-haired, but now she's wearing, like, a very elegant flowing robe. And, yeah, she shows up and cast well, God, what she cast one of her summon spells to be able to defeat Goldberg's snake. Oh, that missed, yeah. Uh, that would make it's sense. Her mom's uh, yeah. And just to just to kind of we'll get we'll get to this eventually, but I guess where she was, like the summoner's village, just time passes differently there. Mm-hmm. So that's why she was aged uh, ten Wait. years or whatever. You know, I, I left it. I, I went to the Summoner's Village and I left the, the game on overnight. When I got up, all my characters were the same age. So, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that shit. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, she shows up. I don't. Basically, what had happened was when you got attacked on the ship, she got swallowed by Leviathan, who was from this. Uh, was it, It's called like the City of Monsters, the City of Summons, right? Where all the monsters that can be summoned live in this city at some point. Leviathan is their king, Ashur is their queen. Booyah, she gets in good with them, and yeah, now you, uh, she's, she's aged quite a bit, but she no longer, at least, I think they changed it, but in this, the Super Nintendo version, she no longer can cast, uh, white spells for some fucking reason, question mark, because you, you know, I think she focused, she focused on the summon spells and black magic, so she had to lose something, I think they may have explained that with one sentence right. or something somewhere. But it doesn't. It's one of those things. It's like, no, that that wouldn't happen. It, that would that would be like you know me training to become a carpenter. But then later in life, I'm like, you know what? I actually want to be a plumber, and I spend ten years doing it. And then you know, at that point, someone says, "Hey, do you still know how to you know make something out of wood?" Well, of course I would. <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> video game. So yeah, she can no longer cast yeah. any cure spells or anything like that video game and yeah she's able to defeat Gobez for you and she joins you right yeah yeah and then and she's with you the rest of the game yeah she's, she's I think is Rose with you the rest of the game also at this point I think so I think this is the first time you start building your like final your final party, party. party yeah I think you're right now where did Rosa join us I've totally forgot where she picked up uh we we rescued her uh we just That's got right. through rescue yeah yeah we, uh, we traded the uh the dark crystal the gold, uh, yeah 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 from the Dark Elf for her two gold beds. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, then we kill gold beds. King comes with us. Rosa comes with us. And now we're, we're moving on. Right, right. So we, we're starting to get the the final party, most of them. We're still missing one of my absolute... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where we go to the Tower of Babel for the first time, right? Yes. And we climb up yes, to, yes, yes, to yes. the top of the bastard. And, gosh, we fight... This place, yeah, there's a lot of like, fire creatures, and we have to. Is there fire creatures, and we have to use with your uh, ice, uh, ice weapons, ice burn, and ice stuff, or is it reverse? Yeah, I think that's right. It's it's one or the other, and I remember at this point is where I had uh, axes equipped to Cain and Cecil, uh, which is weird because mm-hmm. normally it's a sword and a spear. Like Cain almost always is equipped with a spear. This is one of the few times because it was yeah. the right element. I remember I had a uh, whatever it was. I think it was ice equipped to both of them and yeah you get to the 
what the top of the tower there's several bosses I think there's like uh, yeah Rubikit is one of them he's the fire elemental that will uh oh, is he here? Face he's he's definitely here and then we, I think we first fight that um he's like Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. and then like you beat you beat both of them and they combine into some like I guess we're learning names. Doctor Doctor Lugay, Balneb, and Balneb Z. Which yeah, it's basically Frankenstein yeah. and his monster. And then once you defeat the monster, uh, what they combine or it just becomes stronger? I think. Yeah. Or Lugaborg. Yeah, they do come. You fight mm-hmm. that. And is this? This is, if I'm not mistaken, this is where uh, Yang tells you to get out. Or have we already lost that? And no, I skipped over it. Yeah, yeah, the the tower, the something's going to, going to explode, and you start to run out, and Yang jumps out and says, "No, I'll I'll try and handle it." Then he locks you out, and right. he goes through with it, and, and so as far as you know, first playthrough, you're like, "Well, fuck, someone else just killed themselves for me," you know. And this time around, it's it's Yang, and yeah, he locks himself in. The whole tower blows up. You manage to get out, and then. You have to go. Well, you like to... jump out, don't you? And then like Sid catches you in the airship or something Correct. like that. And flies yeah. ass out of there. Yep. And now you have Sid back uh, for a while. Oh, that, was a, that was a playable character, though. I don't think. No. I think he just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's been he's been fixing the ship this whole time. So yeah, he hasn't been. Anyway, and you have to go. To... He sacrifices himself here too because you're getting oh, chased by right. the. Uh, <laughs> well, and you know the, what? The, Red Wings. The most hilarious death in the game, where he's just, okay, sure. He's, he just goes, all right, guys, I'm out. And he, he's yeah. got a grenade, and he jumps off the ship to blow up the ships behind you. Because that's going to fucking work. You know, yeah. it occurs to me that if that was the plan, you could just throw the grenade in the first place. Or, he wants to be dramatic. I guess, like... And he, he, I don't know, maybe he's got like glider wings like Spider-Man or something. I don't know how he could make his trajectory from to where he'd actually fly into the ships that are directly behind you. Rather, you know, he'd go he's using down. his beard to go to glide into right. the uh, next red wing. He, he, great beard, great responsibility. Yeah, he just whips <laughs> that thing across and Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. But he, uh, he blows him up behind you. So now Sid's dead too. You're really feeling like a piece of shit because everyone keeps sacrificing themselves to you. Of course, we do find out that, no, Sid is somehow fine. Explosions apparently do not kill people. Only met you. Um, yeah, and we have to go to Elben Castle uh, next to get... Um, oh, yeah, Elben, Elben Castle's uh, the last of the crystals is kept there. And this is where mm-hmm. we meet my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's the Prince of Elben. And what makes him cool, James? He has the ability to throw things. That's what I love about him. Um, and you can throw, you can like buy things like shurikens or ninja stars, or uh, if you've been saving your old swords, which I always did. Of course. Um, you can actually throw those old swords at, at enemies to deal massive amounts of damage. Yeah, swords, spears, it's all good. He'll throw a rod at something. He'll mm-hmm. give a fuck. Um, mm-hmm. And what's cool about this game and and in all subsequent versions as well they left it in there's a duplicate trick that i believe originally was a glitch that you can do to be able to duplicate any items held within uh, the hands of the characters and I, I forget exactly how to do it i'm sure i could figure it out in a second or two but the gist of it is you're able to take one item and turn it into two and i spent 
countless hours making 99 of everything in this game so that he would just have this huge packet of things to throw. Now, unfortunately, um, you're not able to do so with the strongest item in the game, which is throwing item, which is the spoon. Uh, we always called it spoon dagger. And you get this, I'll just go ahead and spoil it, we already did. And, you know, Yang is still alive. You meet you meet him again in a optional quest, you don't have to do where you go into the Pixie's dungeon. Um, he's asleep in the Pixie's bed. You can talk to the Pixie's and get them to uh, join you as a summon for Rydia. Uh, you can also uh, go back to Yang's wife, tell Yang, hey, your husband's still alive, but we can't get him up. And she'll hand you a frying pan, which you can go smack Yang in the head with. And he'll come too, but he's still not strong enough to join you or whatever. And uh, if you then go back to his wife after talking to him, I think after talking to him, the pixies join you actually is what happens. Um, you can go back to his wife, talk to her again, and she'll give you uh, the spoon dagger, which is unequipable by any uh, playable character. But if you throw it, it will deal Metio damage. Nine, 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 or whatever it is. Max damage. Mm -hmm. But I spent countless hours using the dupe trick to like get 99 crystal swords, 99 Masamu, etc, etc. Which is kind of cool because you can actually use a duplicate trick to have one of the, like the Murazame in each hand. Instead of having to do the Masamu Murazame, you can like have two Masamoons or two Murazames, which is kind of... Yeah, pretty neat. Um, I also kind of nefariously uh i asked a friend of mine as a kid he had the game genie for this and uh had a bunch of codes for it and he actually did get me 99 spoon daggers which was quite helpful in one of my quests um also funnily uh since we're on the subject there are spells and items that didn't make it to the u.s version but are still in the u.s carts that you can unlock via the game genie uh, okay guys um sorry if uh we, we we actually ran into an issue we've never ran into before where uh, the recorder right there, uh, I looked happened to look down and it said card full. And so it, some of what we talked about, luckily not very much, um, got erased. We're picking it back up. We just, at the end of what we had recorded, we just discussed um, Edge and being able to throw things, I believe. Uh, and then I started to go off on a tangent about how a friend of mine got spoon daggers and was able to, uh, through the game genie, give me 99 of them. And then also I was, there won't be any surprise this time, but I, then I told James about there were some summon spells that you could only get through the game genie as well. I believe Garuda and Mage are two that you could get that way. And then the dummy items that could cast spells like Ice 3 and Tidal Wave and so on and so forth that didn't make it to the states as actual items but are still in the game and unlockable through the game genie and then we started to talk about how um edge has these different abilities uh, as well as being able to throw things he can uh use ninja magic which he can cast a very few spells he has blitz flame i think he has some kind of water spell as james said he has smoke which can make you escape from battles instantly he has um a some kind of blink spell where it makes it much harder to hit. This is also castable by the white mages and such. And uh, we failed to mention, which is kind of cool uh, that I'm thinking of it now. He can also steal. I believe he's the only character in the game that can steal. Isn't that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, so that's something that I spent a lot of time on, uh, too, is uh, learning what enemies had what, and you can steal from them. And uh, you can 
unlike other games, you can continually steal the same item from the same enemy, which is kind of weird, but I remember stealing, I think, mithril shields off of some kind of enemy uh, to get max money. So, yeah, that's something you can do. Anyway, uh, when you go into Elben Castle, uh, you meet uh, Edge, and I don't think he joins you right away. But he's on a quest to save his parents. You find out his parents are actually being controlled or not controlled, but have been like brainwashed and worked on by the aforementioned doctor that we had talked about before that made like the Frankenstein doctor. And uh, they're not yes. in their right minds. And you have to uh, open a can on these guys, basically, and kill them. Uh, they do, at the end of the battle, uh, kind of reach out to Edge through spirit form, I believe, and tell them, you know, that they love him or something of that nature. Yeah. And then uh, Rubicant, the last of the four elementals, uh, shows up and you finally get to fight him. And he is the uh, the god of fire. Correct. He is the god of fire. Whatever. Elemental. Element. Yeah. And, yeah, um, so you, can, you just use, like, ice spells and stuff on this guy. He's, like, weak versus ice. And also, uh, Edge has uh, one of the only water spells in the game, which he's also weak to. Uh, flood, it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't a... Like, I, is it... He can't be hurt when his cloak is around him, or is, or is it... He, That's right. He has, he has much more defense or something like that, yeah. You know what? I think I think it's uh, when his cloak's around him, if you cast, he actually heals. I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, because he's like a vampire as well as being... And from here, I'm kind of forgetting exactly what we do, James. I know we go to the Dwarven Castle. Um, you go back underground. This is where you get to... We have an airship now that can explore um, freely the underground area. So you want to go to a a cave kind of on the the southern part. Um, This is the cave. This drove me nuts because every time you opened a door in this cave, you had to, like, fight the door. Um, The reason... The reason we're in this cave, I think there is a dark crystal held within this cave, if I believe... That's correct. I know the, the end of the boss at the end of this cave is a giant wall. And this wall, I believe, would make an appearance in later in Final Fantasies. Um, as it like, slowly comes toward you, you have to just um, throw everything you can at it to stop it, kill it, and then um, move on. Yeah, too bad you didn't have two little kids to sacrifice themselves. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this is, I, at the end of this part, I think this is where Kane leaves you again. Yeah, probably. He, like, st- yeah, you get, like, the last crystal, and he takes it, and then just jets out, and you know, everyone's just a mess again. Then Sid comes back, and he attaches a drill to the front of your airship, so you're able to dig your way out, because you tower battle to get in, and you take a drill and get your way out, because... When you left the last time, it was like an avalanche when Sid jumped out and blew himself up. He blew up the entrance to the uh, underground lair. This is where you go to Lysidia again. And Lysidia is where you get the magical spaceship. Yeah, the whale ship. Um, The whale ship. That's the the blue land. Nah, I think I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what it was with RPGs of this era, James, but like everyone always wanted to go to the moon, talk about the moon, something to do with the fucking moon. And yeah, mm-hmm. you, you find out that you have to go to the moon to continue your quest. And luckily, uh, the Mycidians knew of the Lunarian people from the moon that came 
thousands of years ago, hid their ship in the ocean, and if they all pray with all their might, the the ship will come back. Or yes. And they do so, and this big, it looks just like a whale, floats out of the water, and you can uh, fly it around like the other airships. It's not nearly as agile, I guess, as the other airships, but this one has the added ability of, uh, you can go inside it, actually go inside it. There's a fat chuckabo there that will hold the uh items that um you you know you don't want to carry around with you you have a pretty big inventory but there's also a secondary inventory system called the fat chuckabo this chuckabo a place that says smells like chuckabos he'll come out and you can get other chuckabos in this game just like other ones black one um in fact i think you have to use the black one to get to that one island uh that's long ago we're past that um now you're on the moon you can go to the moon in this whale ship and the moon is teeny tiny uh, initially you only see a couple places you can go this is where i don't know if it got cut off but this is where you can get uh, pink puff tails to be able to get the um i think it's the glass helmet for people so, uh, and like the best in the game you give it to the guy that collects tails the same guy earlier on the uh, rat tail to to be able to get excalibur right yeah and uh, you go into a cave and you meet up with uh, Fusuya, right? And yeah, I used to call it uh, Fusuya, is our translation, but yeah, Fusuya. Yeah. Um, let's just real quick back up. When you actually go from Earth to Moon, when I was first playing this, we thought those were like the best graphics <laughs> that like ever could be shown. We were like, holy God. And little did we know. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. just so weird. It, it looks great, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it really does. The best. Yeah, well, back then, I'm like, you know, fourth grade. Like, whoa! Um, yeah, then you're on the moon, and you got, yeah, like, two places to go. One one cave is Bahamut, and the other cave is, like, your final dungeon, like you said. And then you go through the final dungeon. Well, you go through the, the crystal part first, once you meet the soya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He, he joins you only very briefly. He's, yeah. he's not in your ending party. Uh, you end up getting Kane back at some point. And I don't even remember how that happens, to be honest. You return to the Earth, and, like, the entire Earth is now united, including the lower level, because there's this gigantic uh, robot creature that's, like, stomping around, giant that's stomping around. The giant, and every, and, like, this, the giant of battle. Yeah, it's its name. And this is where you see that all of your party members that you thought had sacrificed themselves and died are now back, and they're like on an airship or in a tank or they're somewhere, and they're they're there help you know try to take down the giant of battle. Yeah, and Tella's in his Except casket. Mm -hmm. Rolling around in his casket, casket yeah. at you. Um, poor guy. They load him into a torpedo bay and they shoot him at the tower. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Uh, this old man knows Metio. Um, yes. Yeah, and you lose, gosh, you lose Fusia and you gain Kane, and then you're able to go through the final area. Um, you learn, I think, when you, you gain Kane back after you uh, attack Golbez with Fusia, beat him, right? And then you, you gotta fight the four fiends. You fight the four fiends again, those four people we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Then you fight this, like, there's like three balls. This big ball, there's two little balls. Um,. One big ball like, deals heavy damage, one heals, and the other one deals damage. That's right. And then, then, you, then you go inside, and you're, you're seeing me, and you finish the uh, the giant, and that's where Fasoya leaves, and Kane, you know, uses his metal abilities to come back to your side. Sure. Oh, Overcomes the, the grasp. Don't you 
you learn here that or no this but yeah you get you get came back and then you go through the dungeon this is famously where you find the uh the best item game a lot of them you can get mm -hmm. artemis caps i think from a drop of uh artemis is one of the enemies you can fight here and they're the second best helmet game. um you can uh find the crystal sword which is the best sword for cecil in the game it's across a you see it like floating off in the darkness and you cross an invisible bridge to be able to get to it and each one of these is protected by like a yeah they're relatively easy i believe you get the merzame the massa moon here uh the ribbon which is one of the best support items in the game i think it's only equipable by rosa in this one or is it rosa ridia uh, i think i had it in rosa i don't think i tried ridia yeah and it uh enables her not to take any status ailments which is mm -hmm. really nice is there a weapon for kane as well there is and i can't think of it is it the dragon lance? It is the dragon. And yeah, just all these like really great items. And then you go on to the final battle and you fight Golbez. When you beat him, he uh, lets you in on a little secret. He's a Lunarian. It turns out uh, so are you, your Golbez's brother, right? Yes. Yeah, which, okay. That's... This is where the game takes a, a hard left turn, yeah. which luckily, like, Future Final Fantasies would learn from this that you don't want to have one villain be the villain the entire game mm -hmm. at the very last point. It's like, nope, it's this guy. I was actually the good so, guy. I'm, yeah. Come yeah. On. Yeah, they they did this a lot early on. Thank God. That That's probably my favorite thing about the next one we got, Final Fantasy VI, uh, slash, is, you know, Kefka was mm -hmm. the bad guy throughout. Uh, yes. That was great. And he was just pure evil, too. He's probably the best villain of all the... Golbez was great up okay. to this point. And yeah, he tells you, you know, oh, I was just under a spell or some bullshit. And he's like, I need to go back to sleep. And uh, Fusia's coming with me. And you're like, okay, you're my brother, but for some reason I didn't know. And uh, that whole thing, like, it, it seemed a little weak sauce to me, but it's whatever. And then you fight the real boss, Zeramis, and uh, kick his ass. Well, this is where, like, when you fight him, though, like, all of your player, all your characters are like, in trouble they're all like about ready to die mm -hmm. and then slowly like each of the characters you had um acquired throughout the game like appear and like give their energy and their spirit and their wish and their hope and their prayers for you and then you slowly regain your life and then you fight the end boss zemus and then beat him and that's the end of the game yeah and as i recall the ending had a couple of things in it that were noteworthy i know uh the one I remember the most is that Edge is secretly in love with Ridia and he's to claim mm -hmm. her or whatever. Of course, Cecil and Rosa end up together and uh, ruling as king, etc. You know, it, it gives a little brief synopsis on every character, which is nice and what they do. And this gets, and we won't get into it because it'd be a whole nother podcast. But this actually is one of the few Final Fantasy games that has a direct sequel, if you will, in the way of uh, the after. Yep. Which is available. Literally after years. Yeah, it's available on. Uh, I think you can get it on PSN Network, and you can get it off a of PSP. Um, yeah, and the, my PSP game I have for Final Fantasy IV comes with all of it. So yeah, yeah, I exactly. Have one thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can buy it on PSP, and it comes with all the after years, and you can just play that. And it has the version of Final Fantasy II slash four that we were talking about, where you can actually play as Sid and Edward still at in game if you want to as well, which is really really so. 
that's great. And yeah, it's like, if you're going to buy this game, that's probably the version I would have to suggest to anyone listening because you effectively, you get this awesome RPG in the way of Final Fantasy IV, and then you get the After Years, which tells the story of Cecil and Yang and everybody, you know, and Kane is once again the villain. And we, again, we won't get too much into it because that, that would be a whole nother podcast. It really is a whole nother game in of itself. But uh, it plays exactly like Final Fantasy IV, and it's very, very good. Uh, check mm-hmm. it out. And now, obviously, both James and I think this game is worth it. Super Nintendo copies are, are kind of getting, maybe not rare, but they're expensive, certainly. You, you can still get it for about $60 loose, $100 for a box copy-ish. Uh, you'd be pretty lucky to find it at 100 now, actually. Um, I don't really recommend getting that unless you absolutely have to have the version that says Final Fantasy 2 on it, and you just really like that red box. I do, but I don't own it. I do own this game for everything. It came as part of a two-part set for the PlayStation. Um called Final Fantasy Chronicles. Yeah, Final Fantasy Chronicles. It came with a Chrono Trigger. A lot of people say it's a very bad version of Chrono Trigger because of the loading times. They don't really buy. Um, So that's only about $20, and you get Chrono Trigger in this. So that also uh, just a tremendous buy. You can get it for the Game Boy Advance. It's only like 9 bucks or something like that. This is on PSN Network. You can play it on the PSP. Um, I think it's uh, even playable via like iOS. I think there's a phone version that you can play. There is a phone version. Absolutely. 15 bucks. So there is like no reason not to play this game. It is certainly 100% worth it. Uh, all of you guys are listening have probably played it, but if you haven't, again, this is go out and get it. Now that's, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, not a lot much more to say unless you have something, James. I'll just tell people where to reach us, what have you. Yeah, no, this is a this is a fantastic game, oh. and um, I mean, I like like you said in the beginning to come around full circle. Like, I love the mechanic. I love the story. The story is by none my by none my favorite. My favorite, excuse me, my favorite. Yeah. Um, I love how each character has a specific role, uh, both in combat and in the story. <laughs> Uh, of the growth of the characters uh, throughout the story, especially Cecil and Rhea. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, and then, you know, with, with this game, we got the magic of Final Fantasy V and Final, Final Fantasy VI. You know, they they grew from this game and got better in some areas. In some areas, we could argue they you know, didn't do as well, but um, this game, definitely, definitely worth it. You have to play this game. If you want to consider yourself a retro gamer, especially an RPG gamer, like, this has got to be on your list. Yeah, it's a, it, it needs to be, like, number one or number two, you know, like, if, if you haven't played mm-hmm. it on your list. Like, I can't think of anything else. Like, if someone were to say to me, uh, what RPG should I start with? You know, maybe they've only played one their whole life, and they're like, I really want to get into this. It'd be like, okay, Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. You can kind of forget about 7 for now, maybe get into that later. Like, I, I love the game, don't get me wrong, but I don't find it as charming, as good as the Super Nintendo games. And then, like, maybe Lunar, Lunar 2, I love But it is in a very... It's like just a handful of games that when you're talking about the best RPGs of all time, I think this... Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, if you want to tell us why it shouldn't be on the list, or you just want to tell us something that we missed, or whatever you want to do, you can reach us all number of places. You can reach me at, gosh, what am I at? Twitter? I'm at Blaine J. <laughs> it's been so long since I logged in. Or am I at Kelvin's, K-H, Retro Kel, that's what it is. I'm at Retro Kel, that retro spelt retro, Kel spelt spelled K-H-E-L on Twitter. You can tell I get on there all the effing time. You can email me at um, Belmont at Outlook.com. That's Simon, an I, not 
Yeah, instead of an O, right? Uh, BelmontOutlook.com. You can reach James at James Mahan at Twitter, at GoodBuddyJames at gmail.com. You can find us both at RetroGameCore.com. That's core spelled C-O-R-P-S. Um, you can also find me daily on Discord on the RPG Shows channel. Uh, if, if you've listened to this show, you've probably heard us mention them a million times. You've heard them guest. Uh, we've guested on their show, or I have. James, you'll probably be guesting at some point. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, check out their show if you haven't. It's superb. And they have a, a forum that I've more or less hijacked. I'm like, whatever. Um, I'm hijacked. And, uh, great thing. Uh, just go to their website, uh, their forums. They have a link there that will send you right to it. All you have to do is click that link. It'll give you a password to be able to join the group. You can talk to things. Usually fart jokes, penis jokes, poop, whatever. Yeah, so definitely download that. Check out our friends Terran Lightning on the Terran Lightning RPG Roundup. Uh, still waiting to hear that Derek and Dawn episode. Uh, hope it's coming out soon. Uh, those guys are great. Of course, they put on our pods for us. And listen to our friends over at Playing With Power. Uh, I think that's it. Our, our closeout stuff is just getting way too long these days. But um, until then, that's fine. Show. we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.